Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Matt Gates leads a successful revolution against Kevin McCarthy. Could Donald Trump become the next speaker? We actually know who's running for speaker now, breaking this very moment. And a man who voted against Kevin McCarthy, Andy Biggs, congressman from Arizona, joins the show. You'll find out all the dirty details about what just happened over the last 12 hours. We are making history here. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We were live for two hours last night while this was happening. We didn't know what was going to happen. We have now been uh, able to process and uh, sort of digest what's going on around us. And part of our capacity to do that comes from the amount of protein that we eat, ladies and gentlemen. That's because we subscribe to Moink Box. Moink is our brand that we use to get our protein fill for the day. We want to make sure that we are strong. You must eat enormous amounts of protein. That's why they want to ban red meat from your diet to make sure that you don't have the strength to fight back against tyranny. Ladies and gentlemen, I use Moink in my daily routine. I cooked Moink bacon this morning for my kids. It is a wonderful source of protein for my family, and it supports the American farmer. American farmers are supported by Moink Please go to moinkbox.com slash Benny right now. My listeners get free ground beef for a year. That's one year of the best ground beef you'll ever have in your life. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Benny. Moinkbox.com slash Benny. Beef, lamb, pasteurized pork, chicken, sustainable, caught Alaskan wild salmon at your door. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a new Speaker of the House. Well or at least we will in one week. There is no Speaker of the House right now. And the first act, actually, when Kevin McCarthy was removed from office was that Nancy Pelosi lost her special office in the United States Capitol. What's well, a little weird. I want to start with that little tidbit, okay? Because I know there's a lot of emotions have run high on this. And I, I've gotten an opportunity all last night to talk to a number of people who hold high elected office that have shed light on what actually happened yesterday. Because I personally don't believe that Kevin McCarthy is the worst Republican leader we've had uh, over the last 20 years. I don't think he's the best Republican leader, but I don't think he's the worst. But what happened was Kevin McCarthy had the unenviable position of accepting the blame being the person who eventually had the buck stop on him and his tenureship of leadership for decades of broken promises, decades of rot and decay in our political system, and that people are getting sick of it. And that rot and decay only goes one way. There's only one group of people that get schlonged in the words of Donald Trump in this, and it is Republican voters. Democrats are prancing through D.C. like it's Candyland. Pelosi impeached Donald Trump twice. She put January 6th peaceful protesters in prison. Nancy Pelosi removed Jim Jordan and Jim Banks from the January 6th committee. Never been done before in history. Stripped Republicans of their committee seats. Nancy Pelosi weaponized this gavel against the American people. She was an iconoclast, emblematic 
of the brokenness of Washington, D.C. And I'm going to start with something here. A clip of Nancy Pelosi from back in the day. You'll remember it if you've been paying attention. But this was from the Obamacare, Obamacare passage, which Obamacare is a wholly illegal and still unconstitutional law. You shouldn't be allowed to have control over a private industry. The government should not be allowed to have control over the private industry like healthcare. Obamacare is a backdoor. It will, it, trust me, it will be used as a backdoor leverage for full universalized healthcare in this country. They're heading that direction. This was letting the Fox and the Hen House. Nancy Pelosi, when talking about the passage of this unbelievably unpopular piece of legislation, said something chilling but true. The wonderful feature, not bug of Nancy Pelosi, perhaps it's a bug, it depends on your perspective, is that she she has so much plastic uh, and so much, uh, she's more machine than man now, she has so much like injected into her brain and, and so much clattering of the dentures that like she sometimes just vomits out like true true things. She straight up says what's happening when she shouldn't. She'd be smart smart enough to actually like have a more political answer. But Nancy Pelosi, she's been around for so long. She's such a fossil, much like Joe Biden. She just straight up like blurts it out. Joe Biden the other day at the White House uh, saying, "I've sold more state secrets than I can remember." <laughs> okay, yeah, we we get it, Joe. Nancy Pelosi saying. And you'll remember this word for word. We have to pass the bill to find out what's inside of it. Go. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. We have to pass the bill to see what's Play that clip again. I, w- I want you to hear. Say one more time. This is about Obamacare. This is about the total remaking of a massive private industry in America. Here's what Nancy Pelosi has to say about it. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. We have to pass the bill so you can find out what's in it. Ladies and gentlemen, what this speaks to is the way that it works in Washington, D.C. There is a group of four people that have coalesced. Remember, Marxism is all about the the gobbling, the violent assumption of power unto yourself. Okay. The, not the distribution of power amongst many different factions so that everyone can have a voice heard. The Constitution demands that there are co-equal branches and that the legislature is the most equal. That is why it's number one, article number one. Now, there are 500 plus members of the legislature for a reason. All of these members of the legislature should have a right to hold up bills, to stop procedures on the House floor, to debate to argue, everyone should be equal. That's why they generally represent the same levels of population in the House. And that's why each state gets two senators, regardless of population. The founders created this system in order to gum up that process, in order to make it hard, difficult. It should be difficult for the federal government to do something. But we are run by authoritarians and oligarchs. And that is why Nancy Pelosi there is begging to have you Path a bill so you can see what's inside of it. Why? Because Nancy Pelosi won't let people see what's inside the bills. And Kevin McCarthy followed in that tradition. Kevin McCarthy wouldn't let his caucus see what is inside the bills he's passing. Kevin McCarthy did the same thing that the leaders before him did, got in a little room and decided what was going to be passed. So it is Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and Kevin McCarthy. 
that get in a room together as a uniparty and decide what the bills are going to be. And then they go to their conference and say, you have 40 minutes to pass this bill. If you don't pass it, we won't fund your reelection campaign. That's how it works. Democrats, Republicans, uniparty, same way. Nancy Pelosi said it. You will pass my bill to see what's inside of it. That was not a declaration. It was a threat. It was not a declaration. It was a threat. You will pass it. And then you will see what's inside of it. And you'll say, thank you. Because I've crafted all this in a back room and you have no way to vote on it. And by the way, we've bundled it all together with a bunch of crap that you have to pass, right? Defense budgets or funding welfare or whatever. We've, we've, we have literally snuck it in. We've snuck this garbage in to stuff that you are mandated to pass. So we're going to attach that cancer to things that you will, it will hurt you if you vote against it. Oh, you voted against funding the military. You voted against funding mothers and children, the WIC program or whatever. Uh, You voted against border funding. That's what they're saying now with McCarthy. So that's how it works in Washington, D.C. Now, what is amazing about that is it creates vectors for people like Nancy Pelosi to get filthy effing rich. If you haven't noticed, I'm pretty upset this morning, pretty hyped up because I feel like we may be on the precipice of actually breaking this system. So Nancy Pelosi got filthy rich. Nancy Pelosi is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Rolls Royce and I have actually driven out to Nancy Pelosi's private Napa vineyard. Oh, my How does the daughter of the mayor of Baltimore, who didn't really come from wealth or money at all, came from a very working class Italian family with like seven brothers and sisters, Pelosi did. How does she get hundreds of millions of dollars? How does Nancy Pelosi get so filthy effing rich? Because Nancy Pelosi sits in a black room and decides with Mitch McConnell what money is going to be spent where. And then she can invest. She can tell her, what does Nancy Pelosi's husband do? Other than... Other than having hammer parties with his drugged up, drunk ass friends, what does Paul Pelosi do? Oh, he manages a hedge fund, an investment firm. So then Nancy Pelosi gets on the phone with her husband and says, you're going to invest in this, 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 and this. And he goes and does that, invest in it. And then they get filthy rich because Nancy Pelosi is the one in the back room making the deals. Kevin McCarthy, the same thing to a lesser extent, but still continuing this process. You get together with Senate and House leadership, get together, and they all they the four of them decide in a literal back room what it's going to be with the lobbyists. The lobbyists write the bills for them, and then they go trot out to their conferences and says, you will vote for this so that I get rich. Nancy Pelosi was asked, shockingly, by 60 Minutes once about insider trading. Shockingly, 60 Minutes went and did like some real journalism and walked into a Nancy Pelosi press conference and says, you are selling, you are, you filthy bat, you witch, you are getting rich off the bills that you're writing. Listen to Nancy Pelosi's answer here. She's purchased 5,000 shares of Visa at the initial price of $44. Two days later, it was trading at 64. The credit card legislation never made it to the floor of the house. Congresswoman Pelosi also declined our request for an interview, but agreed to call on us if we attended a news conference. Madam Leader, um, I wanted to ask you why you and your husband back in March of 2008 um, accepted and participated in a very large IPO deal from Visa. At a time there was major 
uh, legislation affecting their credit card companies making its way through the um, through the House. And well, did you consider that to be a conflict of interest? I don't know what your point is of your question. Is there some point that you want to make with that? Well, I guess what I'm asking is do you think it's all right for a speaker to accept a very preferential and favorable stock deal? Well, we did. You participated in the IPO. And at the time you were Speaker of the House, you don't think it was a conflict of interest or had the appearance of a conflict of interest? It only has appearance if you decide that you're going to have elaborate on a false premise. But it, it, it's not true, and that's that. I don't understand what part's yeah. not true. Yes, sir. Um, that, I that I would act upon an investment. Yes, Congresswoman sir. Pelosi pointed out that the tough credit card legislation eventually passed, but it was two years later and was initiated in the Senate. I will hold my record in terms of fighting the credit card companies as a Speaker of the House or as a member of Congress uh, up against anyone's. Nancy Pelosi saying with a straight face what's the problem with that the guy on 60 minutes to his great credit this lib on 60 minutes like wait a second you invested in all these credit card companies and then you killed legislation that would have hurt them their stock market price goes through the roof and you get rich lady we have you dead the rights we have the trades here they are here's the here's the trades here's the trades and nancy Pelosi goes yeah your point did you hear it did you hear it? Yeah. So your point, your point is that's how things work around here, Jack. Now, raise your hand if you were part of the Tea Party movement. Tea Party movement was an offspring of that, a, a disgust, our disgust as the American people at clips like that, at Obamacare. So I'm just going to talk recent history here. We, we could go back 20 years, but let's just talk recent history, last 15 years. Barack Obama gets elected. Barack Obama immediately pushes forward with universal health care. Nancy Pelosi says, you're going to have to read the bill to see what's inside of it. Nancy Pelosi gets called out on her insider trading and says, so stop me. Somebody stop me. And then we say, okay, we'll stop you. We all get together and we take 50 seats from Nancy Pelosi, a massive Tea Party wave in Congress. We shove the gavel down her throat sideways. And we specifically target Barack Obama, who, of course, ran as some centrist and immediately started governing like a Marxist radical as soon as he got into office. So we wanted to take away his power. We wanted to take away his power. So we put in Republican leadership and who was standing in the wings to take on Barack Obama, a guy named John Boehner. John Boehner, who trained Kevin McCarthy, was a who Kevin McCarthy worked for him as a diligent little student, did exactly what to stop Barack Obama? Anything? Did exactly what to stop Obamacare? Anything? John Boehner, who was House Speaker for four straight years, did precisely what to scuttle the Obama agenda? We put him in there to repeal Obamacare. We put him in there to punish Democrats. We continued to give John Boehner the gavel year after year. We increased his majority in, 20, in 2010. We do the Tea Party movement. In 2012, we increased his majority. And he did exactly what? Did he 
Did he ever impeach a member of the Obama administration? Did he investigate any of the open crimes that were happening? All the stuff that we're talking about with Joe Biden, every single show, that all happened during this time period. John Boehner was in charge of all these committees. Was there a single committee set up to look into Joe Biden and the selling of American? Like, are you stupid? No, I'll show you what John Boehner did. Here's what John Boehner did. John Boehner cut a video like this at the end of his career. This is one of the final things that John Boehner uh, sent out to the sent out to the world at the end of his career, spitting in our faces, taking his thumb and shoving it in our eye. Watch this. I hope you're sitting down. Your blood is going to boil. This is what John, the guy we sent in to stop Obamacare, to stop Obama, to stop Pelosi, to stop the insider trading, to investigate Obama, to hold in contempt Eric Holder, to investigate Joe Biden, who's committing all these crimes that we now know about, open criminality. This is what John Boehner, uh, this was the message John Boehner sent to Republicans who elected him and gave him all this power. Watch. Together. Now that is a great move. Yeah. So, you got any advice for me? So now you want my advice? First, stop sending me all these LinkedIn requests. And second, here's the beauty of this whole thing. You've got all the time in the world to figure this out. You can just be you for a while. So, John Boehner cuts an ad. Cuts a advertisement for Barack Obama. This was a fluffer piece for Barack Obama. John Boehner was sent to D.C. to drain the swamp. And much like so many people before him, realizes that the swamp is actually more like a hot, nice, warm jacuzzi. John Boehner is there eating popcorn, watching movies with Barack Obama, making fun of us, insulting the Tea Party. Insulting you, spitting in your face. You sent me here to stop this man? No, no, no. I'm going to cut ads for him. I'm going to eat popcorn with him. Salted by your salty tears. Despicable. So we said once more as a movement, F you. We will now be sending you Donald Trump. We will be replacing Barack Obama with Donald Trump. We are done with you. And Donald Trump is now going to run the government as the executive. He's going to be the head of government, commander in chief as the executive. Donald Trump ran on a three word slogan. Okay, some people say it's lock her up, but I would say the slogan that most permeated and resonated with the American people was build the wall. I I saw that on on shirts more than I saw lock her up. And I believe that Donald Trump had far a far greater plan to build the wall to stop illegal criminal immigration that Barack Obama started. And part of a giant FU to John Boehner and to Barack Obama was us putting Trump in office. Now, a man who is a John Boehner acolyte, Paul Ryan, also Paul Ryan, a, a sensei of sorts to, to Kevin McCarthy, one of Kevin McCarthy's roommates, one of Kevin McCarthy's best friends, a true hardened ally of Kevin McCarthy. I'm just trying to connect the dots here, okay, so that you understand what Kevin Macar- what happened to Kevin McCarthy yesterday. How he is suffering for the betrayal of generations of Republican leadership. Kevin McCarthy, his best friend Paul Ryan, 
became Speaker of the House. Okay, and then not only that, Paul Ryan, like, wow, like what luck. Paul Ryan also gets a Republican Senate and a Republican president, unified control of government. Now, we win the presidency based on a three word slogan, build the wall. And so Paul Ryan goes ahead and creates political, takes that political capital and goes and cuts this ad. Are you ready? Watch. I had the opportunity to travel down to Texas to go to the Rio Grande Valley and spend time with our border patrol. When you see what they're up against, it really gives you even greater respect for what they do. They clearly need more tools and more support to do their jobs effectively. That's why we're going to get this done this week. We're going to get it done. Paul Ryan begins that video by saying, we are going to build the wall. We're going to build it. Did it get built? Do you see any wall on the border? Donald Trump asked for $5 billion to build the wall. And while it seems like a lot of money, consider this. Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. We've spent $120 plus billion in Ukraine. We spend billions every single day just servicing the interest on our debt. Donald Trump was asking for a drop in the bucket. Did Paul Ryan, with unified control of government, build the wall? He cut ads telling you he was going to do it. Fancy little, fancy little video editors sitting there in these little offices in the Capitol cutting these ads. Did Paul Ryan build the wall? He lied to you. He was telling you what you wanted to hear, much like John Boehner, for power. He told you what you wanted to hear for power, and he had zero intention of following through with it. Paul Ryan did not build the wall. Paul Ryan built nothing. Jack, zero. Lied to you. And then fast forward here, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump's inauguration. At the eve of the inauguration, the leader of Democrats in the Senate had a chilling message to Donald Trump about who actually runs Congress and who actually runs Washington, D.C. And if you are in power in Washington, D.C., who you are the servants of. Ladies and gentlemen, the finest piece of advice ever given by a Democrat to Donald Trump in this clip of Chuck Schumer. Watch. He's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told... They are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. So listen to the inflection in his voice there. From what I am told, what does that mean? That means that the intel agencies are marching into Chuck Schumer's office and telling him what to do. From what I am told, they're telling him. And now you're going to go on Maddow, which is state-controlled regime propaganda, and you're going to say we're about to screw you over. The will of the people we're about to destroy. We do not like the Marxists inside of our government. Marxism, Marxism is a binary. Marxism sees as a threat the middle class. They see as a threat the unleashing of American potential. They see as a threat you, obviously. We are a threat. Democracy is actually a threat to them. They go on and on about their beloved democracy, wrap themselves in our founding documents. I, we're done with you, people. You're liars. 
the threat is members of Congress actually acting in the interests of their voters. The threat is not having unified control of Congress, Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter, because it's all just decided by the same four people in the same back room. You got to pass the bill to decide what's in it. The Tea Party champion, John Boehner, is going to go to Congress and sit and weep with Barack Obama. They're actually best friends. F you. Nancy Pelosi is going to publicly trade stocks. Yeah, that's how we pay her to do our bidding. Of course we allow her to do that. Of course she'll never be investigated for that. That's her reward for doing what we want her to do. And Kevin McCarthy followed suit. Kevin McCarthy continued Joe Biden's funding. Kevin McCarthy lied to the Freedom Caucus, lied to the Republicans about single subject spending bills, about giving Congress 72 hours to read spending bills. Like, seriously, you can't just give them 72 hours to read these bills. No open debate on the floor as the founders intended it to debate how we spend our money in this country. Kevin McCarthy continued because he was trained by the Boehners and the Pelosi's of the world. He continued the same broken process. And what Matt Gates has done is he has destroyed that process. He has blown up that process. He was the first man to ever say it. He said he was going to do it. He was very public when he voted for McCarthy or allowed Kevin McCarthy to become speaker that these were the rules that we have negotiated. Kevin McCarthy humiliated Matt Gates first. By not living by those rules, not subpoenaing the Biden, the Bidens, not closing the border, not shutting down government spending. Just this morning, Joe Biden unilaterally deleted nine billion dollars worth of student debt so that he could buy more young voters. This is, of course, just relief. This is, of course, just taking the debt from useless young liberal arts majors and lesbian dance theory majors, and then universalizing that debt across all of the productive members of society. Transferring that debt to you and me. So Joe Biden just committed fraud and theft and leveled further tax on you, invisible taxes on you through inflation and through government debt. And Kevin McCarthy continued that system because it's the only system that he's known and so this is why Kevin McCarthy did the Kevin McCarthy continued that system because it's all he knows. And Matt Gates blew it up. He said it's wrong. I'm going to play you a clip here of Matt Gates. Matt Gates has been on TV a lot. There's no better clip of Matt Gates explaining what he has done and why he did it uh, than the clip the evening that he introduced the resolution to kick out Speaker McCarthy. This is precisely why the system is broken. And this is why Matt Gates is in his heart, just in his march towards a, a a breaking a breaking of the chains here, because the way that Washington does things is not in the interest of the American people. Here's Matt Gates with a explainer, and I think it is very important to listen to. Watch. Were to move forward, if there were to be any kind of agreement, what would that look like, and what would you need to see from the speaker at this point? I think the die is cast based on the motion I just filed. I think the time for that discussion would have been over the last several weeks, but instead we, we saw the speaker continuing. To, I mean, the speaker did not just fail to remediate the breach of the agreement with the, he made with us in January. He accelerated. 
separated the instances of breach. Like after I laid out the breach, he went and violated the 72 hour rule. After I laid out the breach, he violated the 100 million uh, no amendment suspension rule. So he, he seems to, to be reverting to the very unfortunate muscle memory of Washington, D.C. that has put our nation atop a $33 trillion debt that has led to you know, $2 trillion annual deficits in our near future and the rapid global de-dollarization of the economy. When you look at the BRICS system, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're moving away from the dollar. And just in August, they added six new countries, including G20 country uh, economies in the Western Hemisphere and Gulf monarchies. Uh, moreover, you've seen, you saw U.S. News say that the number one economic trend of 2023 is de-dollarization globally. This worries me. You all get all worked up that there's going to be some uncomfortable, chaotic moment that I'll feel pressure from conservatives or Democrats or whomever. I feel the judgment of history. I feel the weight of that. I worry that when the history books are written about this country going down, that my name is going to be on the board of directors here. And if this country's going down and if we're losing the dollar, I am going down fighting. And I don't care if that means fighting Republicans, Democrats, the Uniparty, the leadership, the PACs, the lobbyists. I've had it. I've been here seven years. We don't have a budget. We haven't had one since the mid-90s. I am through with it. I apologize for using that word, but the only path forward here is to have single subject spending bills that can be reviewed, amended, considered. And I think that is the responsible way that our legislatures all over this country operate for good reason. Mr. Reed, how many Republicans do you have with you in the House? How do you respond to Kevin McCarthy's claim that this is payback for an ethics investigation? I am the most investigated man in the United States Congress. I have been cleared by the FBI, the DOJ, the Federal Elections Commission by a 5-0 vote. It seems that the Ethics Committee's interest in me waxes and wanes based on my relationship with the Speaker. I believe that Speaker McCarthy is trying to signal to the Ethics Committee to pursue me. When I gave my Sunday interviews yesterday, indicating that I intended to file this motion to vacate Speaker McCarthy, hours did not pass before Republicans and members of the Ethics Committee were background and reporters that they wanted to expel me from the United States Congress for bringing a motion to vacate under the rules that we negotiated in January after Kevin McCarthy broke his word. They want to expel me for Congress from that. So uh, you know what? I'm built for the battle. I face down tougher than these folks and I'll do it again. Mr. Gates, how many so ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gates there explaining that he is fighting the Uniparty. As we have attempted to, I've been doing this for a while. I've lived in Washington, D.C. I've been through these halls. I've asked these questions on the steps. I understand how the sausage is made and how the, the ghosts in the machine. I understand them better than I think most. The reason why we started the show like this is to give you a backgrounder on what and why Kevin McCarthy was kicked out. Kevin McCarthy was kicked out of his seat uh, because Kevin McCarthy continued the legacy of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner and Paul Ryan. Kevin McCarthy has authored books with Paul Ryan. Kevin McCarthy just continued to lie to Republic, the Republican base and to his own Freedom Caucus. Now, imagine if those people had the stones to kick out John Boehner and to put in Jim Jordan as speaker during the Obama years. Imagine if those people had the stones. You know, during the Obama years, it was Jim Jordan fighting John Boehner. That's how far we've actually come. We have created a movement that has censured Adam Schiff. We've created a movement where Mitt Romney is resigning from the Senate. 
Kevin McCarthy has been held accountable in his speakership. We've created a movement that has real, actual, lasting power. And we've created an ecosystem outside of corporate media to talk to each other, to organize, to speak. And even this ecosystem didn't know that Kevin McCarthy had given Nancy Pelosi a secret office inside of the Capitol. One of the first acts was that Nancy Pelosi was kicked out of her office. Now, what's the background there? This will, man, this will turn your stomach. And it did mine too. Kevin McCarthy had made a deal with Nancy Pelosi that Nancy Pelosi would be uh, on his side if they would ever bring one of these motions to vacate. This has now all come out in the wash. Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy love each other and they love institutionalized power. They both benefit from it. And Nancy Pelosi said, I'll have I'll have your back. And Nancy Pelosi would whip votes. All you'd need is a couple Democrats to vote for Speaker McCarthy. And he would have kept his speakership, right? So all you need is a two Democrat to vote for Speaker McCarthy. And you and he'd still be speaker right now. Nancy Pelosi promised him that this is why you don't make deals with literal serpents, literal demonic creatures. Kevin McCarthy let Nancy Pelosi keep a plum office in the Capitol. Very few people have offices inside of the Capitol building. Everyone has offices outside of the Capitol building. Nancy Pelosi, even though she's not in Democrat leadership anymore, she doesn't even serve in leadership, was able to keep her hideaway office, which is this private office where she can bring in donors. It's really important to have an office in the Capitol because you can bring in donors, you can bring in special interests, you can show them you're inside the Capitol. It's totally different to be in some giant, ugly compound on a building outside of the Capitol, you bring your donors into the Capitol. That's how it works. Access to power, proximity to power, same thing. So Nancy Pelosi was allowed this big donor vector by Kevin McCarthy. The first thing that happened as re as retribution for Nancy Pelosi lying to Kevin is he she gets kicked out of her office. She was ordered by the Capitol Police to vacate that office immediately. Don't make deals with the devil, man. Don't, what, why is this hard? Count your votes. Keep your word. Don't lie to the conservatives that gave you the power. How is this difficult? Close the border. Make that the effing thing. Close the border. Impeach Joe Biden. How is this difficult? It's not difficult. Nancy Pelosi, again, again, I am gobsmacked. Pelosi impeached Donald Trump twice. Pelosi stripped Kevin McCarthy's appointees to the January 6th committee. Kevin McCarthy shut down the January 6th committee. You know, he could have continued that committee and done actual investigations, shut it down. Kevin McCarthy didn't release the January 6th tapes, even though he promised that. Didn't do single subject spending bills. Didn't give 72 hours to read the bills. These are important factors and didn't make the national debt, the closure of the border, Ukraine funding, and the investigations in the Biden, the key priorities of Congress. And so Kevin McCarthy pissed off all the wrong people and all you needed was a handful of votes to kick him out. He should have been more careful and he should have followed, should have lived by his word. Then he cut secret deals with Nancy Pelosi. We have now learned, cut secret deals with Nancy Pelosi to protect his speakership. Nancy Pelosi backstabbed him. Nancy Pelosi supposedly said, I'll have your back. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the headlines are saying this morning. Well, what that means is I'll have a knife in your back. Why would you trust a snake like Pelosi? Why? This shows a complete and utter lack of character and intelligence in Kevin McCarthy. And then she, Kevin McCarthy gave Nancy Pelosi a huge donor vector inside of the U.S. Capitol. 
when she has no leadership position. She has no, so one thing if it's Hakeem Jeffries, he's actually in charge. He gave Pelosi out of what? Tradition. Pelosi is bitching this morning that now tradition has been broken. Amazing. Amazing. This witch. You do not side with evil. You do not link arms with evil. You fight and destroy evil. You do not have tea with them. You do not huddle with them and sing Kumbaya. You destroy evil. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what happened last night. A system began to break. Matt Gates arguing that part of the reason why he's doing this is because Kevin McCarthy has blocked a subpoena into Hunter Biden. Why? Now, they subpoenaed Donald Trump's kids left and right. All of Donald Trump's kids had to stand for nine hours. Don Jr. had to sit for nine hours as Adam Schiff, a man who's been censured by Congress and stripped of his committee seats. Adam Schiff grilled Don Jr. The chief hoaxer, the Russiagate conspiracy theorist hoaxer, Adam Schiff, sits down Donald Trump's kids to grill them on a lie. Get them caught inside of a... Um, inside of a uh, trap. Matt Gaetz says Kevin McCarthy refuses to let Hunter Biden have a subpoena brought. Watch. With my friend from Ohio's uh, argument is that many of the bills he referenced as having passed are not law. We are on a fast track to an omnibus bill, and it is difficult to champion oversight when House Republicans haven't even sent a subpoena to Hunter Biden. So it's hard to make the argument that oversight is the reason to continue when it sort of looks like failure theater. I yield such time as you may consume to my colleague from Arizona. Mr. There you go. Matt Gates did get booed by the Republican side of the House. You'll notice that Matt Gates is speaking from the Democrat side of the House. That's why Democrats are behind him, because Republicans wouldn't give him a microphone. Here's Matt Gates getting booed by his own caucus, but saying he doesn't care. Watch. Comes to how those raise money. I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and $30 at a time. And you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraisers and see how that goes for you. I reserve. Ladies and gentlemen, the chair was vacant. This was the moment that the chair was vacated for the first time in American history. And we did cover it last night, but it's worth replaying. This has never happened before. Watch. The House uh, right now, half the, the number that we think is there have voted to remove him one more would cinch it but again there is some confusion let's listen in the yeas are 216 the nays are 210 the resolution is adopted without objection the motion to reconsider is laid on the table the office of speaker of the house of the united states house of representatives is hereby declared vacant so there it is ladies and gentlemen so what happens what happens next well, Kevin McCarthy right. could run. He could run again. But Kevin McCarthy went immediately to the cameras yesterday and said, I am not running. I quit. Watch. I believe I can continue to fight, maybe in a different manner. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. 
I hope you realize that every day I did the job, regardless whether you underestimated me or not, I wanted to do it with a smile. So who will run? Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that she's going to nominate Donald Trump along with Troy Nels. Both of them friends of the show. They said they're going to nominate Trump. Donald Trump could come running in there. Uh, and there's nothing that could, if he had the votes, there's nothing that Democrats could do to stop it. Donald Trump would then be third in line for the presidency. Donald Trump goes and impeaches Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and then Donald Trump becomes president. I'm like, in my fan fiction, that's how I'd write it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is an announcement, however, for speaker. Uh, it is the man who, uh, who will be on the screen next, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan was asked about Speaker Donald Trump, but we now have breaking news that Jim Jordan is running. Jim Jordan has announced that he will be running for Speaker. Jim Jordan was asked last night about Speaker Donald Trump. Now this is a particularly interesting question. Watch. I've now heard from a number of people. I know for a fact Donald Trump has been contacted uh, about possibly him being an interim speaker. Is that a reality? I don't know. I, he'd be great. But I, I actually, I want Donald Trump to be the next president of the United States. If he wants to be speaker, well, he great. Still, but, well, he, I, I want, I'll be I want clear. Him, I want him to be president still of the United States. For president. He's still, he's still going to be I, running I for president. Right. That's where we need him is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If he wants to be speaker, then that's fine, too. So Jim Jordan has, and this is breaking news, announced that he will be running for speaker. Many people would cheer. Perhaps one of those people would be Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs will be joining the program in just one moment. The congressman uh, did vote, ladies and gentlemen, did vote to oust Speaker McCarthy. Speaker McCarthy then went ahead and called him not a conservative. Let's go ahead and play that clip. You, Paul Ryan. Eric Cantor, yeah. Now, all three of you guys have been essentially... Well, we're, we're not that young anymore. No, let's be fair, and it's wrong that you ever say. They are not conservatives. They voted against, one, the greatest cut in history that Congress has ever voted for, two trillion. They voted against work requirements. They voted against NEPA reform. They voted against border security. They voted against God. They don't get to say they're conservative because they're angry and they're chaotic. That's not the party I belong to. The party of Reagan was if you believed in your principles that you could govern in a conservative way. They are not conservatives and they do not have the right to have the title. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who Kevin McCarthy has on his way out called not conservative, the great Andy Biggs, congressman from Arizona, joins the show now. Congressman, I'd love to get your reaction to that last clip. Please, the floor is yours. Uh, Benny, you know, what do you say? Uh, I get it. He's upset. Um, he said that while he was, uh, um, he'd just been ousted from his dream job, and I understand it, so I'm not going to stomp on his grave. But I don't think there's anybody in Congress who would step back and say, you know, Andy Biggs is really not a very conservative guy. There's no there's nobody who would say that. And there's nobody who's known me and watched me in public life for more than 20 years now who would say uh, that Biggs is not conservative. There's nobody that actually ranks people who would say, you know, hey, I think Kevin McCarthy's a little bit more conservative than Biggs. There is no one who would say that. Um, so I, I'm not I don't feel the need to defend myself. 
And I also don't want to stomp on, on, on Kevin McCarthy because what he, what he went through was a personal uh, thing to him. Uh, and for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a personal thing. And, and so for me, I just think that he wasn't the leader for our time. And I don't, I don't think he was a successful uh, leader. Can you please unpack that and unpack your vote against him? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot to say about why. And I, and I, by the way, I'm kind of hurt. Everybody plays Matt Gates's floor speech, but nobody's playing mine. It makes me wonder what happened to my floor speech. You know, it kind of hurts, but that's okay. So I gave a floor speech for seven and a half minutes yesterday outlining it. And I actually probably could have gone on for 20 minutes more, but let's just cover a few basics. Number one, um, why are we in where we are? So why are we getting ready to do, why did we get do another CR? And that's what Kevin's talking about. They voted against the CR that did this, that. Well, first of all, a lot of the stuff that he's talking about was faux stuff. Uh, so when he says, oh, yeah, they voted against border security. No, I didn't. I voted against I voted for border security in H.R. 2. Not only did I vote for border security, I wrote most of those those bills, those eight bills that went into H.R. 2 at one time or another since I've been in Congress and they just got put into one. Um, so that was H.R. 2. Uh, but he actually weakened H.R. 2 and, and put that in a C.R., and said, if you want to do this, we're going to create this narrative. That's what they were trying to do is create a narrative. The second thing is, earlier, three days before we did the, the his, his CR with the faux HR2 in it, we all voted on a Department of Homeland Security bill. And, and the reason I bring that up is because we should have had those bills done last June. That's what we're required to under law. And if we would have done that, there's nobody that's that's getting jammed at the end. But he but he is part of the you know, he's lived kind of like in the uniparty. This is what I predicted would happen last November, December and January. I said he will go to the Democrats ultimately to get his votes because that is what he has always done. So you get jammed on the appropriations bills. In the meantime, our national debt increased to two, uh, by two trillion dollars. Our structural deficit is two trillion dollars. Our budget, our interest into our budget is seven hundred billion dollars plus. That's happened since he became the speaker. Now he'll say, "Well, wait, I, it's not me. It's the Biden administration." But you know what you could have done, and this is—I raised this on the floor yesterday. You have the budget, and if you would have done the twelve bills, that's when the founders basically said, "You have." You have the leverage. You have the check. The check is the checkbook for the House against the executive branch, even against the Senate. But he didn't use it. And he didn't use it because he's part of the unit party. And so when he also came in and said, I was he, he implied that some of us were, were saying we were in places we weren't. I was there. I really was there when I watched them negotiate from one trillion dollars in national debt growth um, for over eight months to two trillion dollars uh, to one point five trillion. I was there for that. Well, how do I know I was there? Because I watched it. Not only that, they called me and asked me to come in and, the, and to try to solve some people's problems. And myself and one of the lawyers for the committee, we wrote the language to solve those people's problems in the debt ceiling stuff, even though I said, I'm not supportive of this. But those people, they had some legitimate concerns. And what did he come back with? Benny, he came back after negotiating. He negotiated with Biden and the Senate and he came back and said, all right, we're not going to have an eight-month uh, uh, debt ceiling lift. We're going to lift it past the 2024 election into January 2025. 
Yeah. Oh. Remember this? So, so it will yeah. not even be an issue. So Donald Trump, the Republican nominee, will not even be able to argue about, about the profligate spending or the increase in the national debt because he took it off the table. And, it, and the, not only did he take it off the table, he took the cap off. That's what he did. And so when people say, well, you know, what's so bad about that? Oh, I don't know. How about the existential crisis we have? How about the inflation you're feeling everywhere? How about the failure to use the, the, the purse to enforce the border or enforce energy policy changes or enforce, uh, you know, uh, the, the stopping the weaponization of, of the DOJ against the American people? How about this simple thing? Stop funding the government that is attacking the American people. Did Kevin McCarthy lie to you uh, to get your vote for speaker? So we're hearing a lot of that from, you know, a lot of chatter, but that this was effectively just the breaking of promises uh, that were made in order to secure the speakership. And then he just wasn't able to count the votes ultimately. And he 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 lied to people in order to get the gavel and then thought that there would be no repercussions. Is that true? I know he made a deal with other people. He never made a deal with me. I've never claimed he made a deal with me. Um, but uh, his his veracity with me personally on on other issues here before he ran for speaker. It's why I ran. One of the reasons I ran for speaker, and I told him this, is because he had been untruthful to me multiple times. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and I know my colleagues uh, are saying that he violated the deal. They've told me what their deal was, and he did violate that deal. Not the least of which was 12 single subject appropriations bills consistent with the Budget Control and Impound Act of 1974, which he violated. Um, you know, uh, he was going to bring a couple of bills to the floor, uh, a term limit bill and a, and, and a, uh, a balanced budget bill. Those were supposed to be brought to the floor. They were never brought to the floor. Yeah. He said, but they didn't pass. He said, but the term limit didn't pass out of judiciary. Well, I happened to be sitting um, in an impeachment inquiry hearing. I could not leave to go to that ju particular judiciary committee hearing at that time and vote. And it, But you could always bring it up again. And if you would see, when you're bringing it up nine months into the whole enchilada, maybe what you should have done is go back to the first time you add some salsa to your enchilada, which would have been January, and bring those bills up. He didn't do it. Benny, he didn't do it because he didn't want to do it. And so that's why they say he, he didn't keep promises to them. I think people and people don't quite understand, I think, uh, how it works in Washington. It truly is that you are cut out of the process. So your voters in Arizona think I'm sending Andy Biggs. He's a freedom fighter. He's going to go and fight. But you're left out of the process, right? Like it, it really is Pelosi, McConnell, Schumer, McCarthy. It's. The big four, they get in a room with lobbyists, they write what the budgets are, and they give you 40 minutes to read it before you rubber stamp it. I mean, that really is the way it works, correct? That's the way it's worked since I've been here, and that's why we, we advocated for the 12 bills, Benny. And yeah. guess what? Okay, I, I want to add one more thing to this. So yeah. so, so, um, so, almost, what, a little over two weeks ago now, they ran their D, the Department of Defense funding bill. Uh, but they did it with, with the rule, and, and four of us voted down the rule. And so it stopped them from being able to just ram and cram because that was the last bill they were going to do. From that point on, they were going to do this continuing resolution 
where they would spend, where you would keep everything else pretty much like Pelosi, Schumer, Biden had spent and with, with very little uh, uh, policy modification. So we stopped that. The result was they knew that they had to bring bills that had passed out of committee of the appropriations committee to the floor. So we got them to do that. And last week we did something we hadn't done since I've been here, at least to my recollection, is that we actually went to the floor. We ran amendments, argued, debated about those amendments from early morning till two or three in the following morning. So for a 72 hour period, we were able to get four bills brought to the floor for vote. And you know what? Um, I voted for every one of those, even though they weren't the best, because because they were they the process was right. We got some good policy changes. We actually were kind of nipping and tucking around the edge of of maybe the budget. You might have a chance to the spending to to bring the trajectory down. And you know what? When the moderates voted no on the agriculture bill, which by the way was the best bill of those four bills, no. Nobody said, oh, hey, you guys are a bunch of jerks. You're not team players. What's wrong with you guys? And uh, We're going to take you off your committees. You should be expelled from the Republican Party. They didn't do any of that crap. They just said, oh, well, you know, hey, we had a little problem there with a little hiccup with the agriculture bill. But if I would have voted for that with four or five, eight other people, it, was, it would be Biggs needs to be banned for life from eating. That's that's where it would be, because that's the way they are. And and so when you say, yeah, you don't get to participate. That's right. And when we finally got to participate and I by the way, I have no problem with those people voting the way they think they they had to vote for the constituents to take down that bill. That's the process. But by golly, do the stinking process so everybody can represent their constituency. That's what I that's all I ask, Benny. Yeah. I think that's what people assume is happening when they send you to Washington, D.C., and you're just not like a fundraising cog for a greater machine that's going to betray them and give Nancy Pelosi an office. Nancy Pelosi doesn't hold a leadership position, yet she has an office in the Capitol to fundraise for Democrats. Who made that decision? Did you vote for that? I didn't even know about that, to be honest with you. I I thought she had something going on because because I'd see her go into this this room and then I'd see these bigwigs go into the room. I thought, gosh. I'd like to be able to reserve that room for some of my meetings. It'd be fun. But but I didn't even know that was there until uh, Patrick McHenry tossed him out last night. Didn't I? Pa- power's all about proximity. And when you can bring donors into the Capitol building and have them right next to the gallery, well, that's powerful. Yeah. And that's giving Nancy Pelosi a huge fundraising and power vector, even though she has no le- she has no leadership rights. And she's she's bitching this morning that you're you're breaking tradition. She impeached Donald Trump twice and stripped <laughs> and stripped stripped you guys of your committee seats and yeah, remove it's just been in, in the impeachment process don't forget we didn't even have a committee hearing on it so the Democrats are beefing us because we're doing an impeachment inquiry uh, committee hearings and and they, they they went after Trump without an impeachment hearing I mean without a committee I mean just the the hypocrisy is great so so we want to say we we love you Nancy but you can't take advantage of us anymore. Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. And that's a, that should be a very positive thing. Speaking of taking advantage, Uniparty, brother. It's all Uniparty. That's what all that was. This is the Uniparty. This is the uni, the U, yeah. the Uniparty. Okay, uniparty, that's the simple. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when you see them do this during the press conference, you know that's the simple. Yeah, yeah they're so, winking. they're winking. 
So the Uniparty protects Joe Biden, right? So you haven't heard a single word, never one word has been uttered by his best friend Mitch McConnell in the Senate about Joe Biden and his criminality. Matt Gates is saying that the, uh, Kevin McCarthy is blocking a subpoena of Hunter Biden. Is that true? I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've been calling for that, and I know I know Comer wants that. Um, we want Hunter Biden to come in. Nothing, think how impactful it would be to have Hunter Biden sitting there. Yeah. And and um, and he he got to go to the take the Fifth Amendment uh, all the time. And when you start talking about explain explain this, explain money to your family, explain explain you you when you tell people that you were supporting your father for years, explain that, explain that. Were you really? You know, I'm, that would be so impactful. Um, and um, I know I know that that uh, Chairman Comer wants that, and I want it, and and everybody on our committee wants it. Wow. So I mean, apparently someone's someone's blocking it. I mean, they yeah. dragged in all the Trump kids day and night. Adam Schiff was dragging them in for hoaxes. Oh, yeah. So so I mean, again, that's the uniparty. But 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 the, the thing is, Benny, we should be so aggressive at bringing these people in. Um, and, and guess what? People keep saying, hey, it's dead stop, full on stop since you don't have a speaker. That's not true. These committees can go on. The, the, the depositions are still going to go on. Transcribed interviews are going to go on. The committee hearings are going to go on. They need to go on. And, and so why did they send it? I couldn't understand it. Why were they telling people you should go home last night? They were telling people to go home. Why? Why? I'm here in D.C. because I want to work. I'm ready to work. And we've got stuff to do. And I've got there's a, a hearing, to, a, a deposition tomorrow I'm going to attend. All these things. And I, I'm baffled, Benny. I'm just utterly baffled at the self-immolation. I do not view taking removing uh, McCarthy as self-immolation. I view that as a chance to have hope. I think this. I think when, when Obama talked change and hope, maybe this is what he meant. We've made a change, and so I'm very hopeful that we can get some stuff done uh, for the American people. So while we were live right now, uh, yeah. your colleague Troy Nels has tweeted that many people will be supporting Donald Trump for the next Speaker of the House. Personally spoken with Luna and Stube and Jackson and Moore and others. Uh, your thoughts on the future here, uh, Congressman? So, Benny, um, I am now considered a pariah in the conference. So what that means is if I were to say I support anybody publicly, they have no chance because <laughs> <laughs> the vast majority – of the conference would immediately say, if Biggs wants him, we're done with that candidate. So, so I, here's what I want. I want the most conservative person who can get 218 votes. Mm. And if that's Donald Trump, then I'm all in. I love Donald Trump. I want him to be, I, I, I want him to be president. I'm looking forward to campaigning with him. But, but the bottom line is this, whoever is the most conservative can get the 218 votes. Um, that's who I'm for. I mean, it's, it's, it is it does seem like we just so get, in the words of Donald Trump, schlonged as a Republican Party, because while Democrats put up hardened radicals, we need to yeah. pass the bill. We need to pass the bill to find out what's inside of it. Right. Nancy Pelosi, like insider, tra all of it. Hardened radicals like we always get John Boehner's and Paul Ryan's like we never get conservative speakers. We get Denny Hassert's. Right. Like we never get actual conservatives. Democrats get mar wild eyed Marxist radicals uh, to agitate their base and we get not you know we we get like the we get the, the the leftovers man and and it does it would be really nice to get a conservative speaker would you be in support of jim jordan 
not trying to put you on the spot here, but Jim Jordan has announced. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Apparently, I'm not going to. Again, if if I and I'm serious when I say this, if I support somebody, I've had people call me and talk, tell me that they're interested in running, um, but they've asked me not to say <laughs> that I would that I would support them. Okay, I'm serious when I say that. But but to answer your question, why does it happen, Benny? It's because of the Uniparty. It is because of the yeah. Sp- the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so the the Republicans, you saw it on display last night or yesterday in, in some of the people who are getting up to, to say Kevin McCarthy's done a stellar job, blah, 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 blah. Do you really think Kevin McCarthy did a stellar job? And if so, why don't you get off the fence and tell me, get on the get on the bullhorn and tell me what we've accomplished? And they can't. They can't. Yeah. So I want someone who is conservative, can get the 218, and actually says, you know what? We're going to have to fight the Senate and Joe Biden in a way that we haven't fought before. Things like saying, Joe Biden, you might not get a budget. We're, we're going to fund a few things, the things like our military personnel, like our Border Patrol personnel. But we're not going to fund your stinking Green New Deal stuff. We're not going to give you anything else you want until you actually start funding or supporting the border, where you actually order in border enforcement, where we know that ICE is going to actually, that you're taking the handcuffs off, and ICE can actually remove the 1.25 million people who have removal orders. Get them out of here. Where you can actually allow Border Patrol people to put their hands on people coming across the border and saying, no, you cannot enter anymore. If we don't, if we don't do that, it will, it, will, it will just be perpetuating this thing. That's why I look at how can we stand two more years of Biden? How can we stand um, an eight, another 18 months of a speaker who was not yes. taking on uh, the administration in that way? Yes. I mean, we started the show with John Boehner weeping with Barack Obama, cutting ads with Barack Obama. I believe you was you served with John Boehner. And then also Paul, and then Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, yeah. pa- Paul Ryan cutting an ad saying he's going to build the wall. Month one of Donald Trump's administration, I will build the wall. Paul Ryan lied to us. Paul Ryan did not build the wall, didn't even try. They lie. They, and people are just sick of the lying. So one yeah. way or the other, they're they're done with this style, this model of government. And so I suppose my, my final question for you, uh, my final question for you, Congressman, is, you know, it seemed like Ukraine funding was a real was a, a, a you know, a real, uh, I don't know, turd in the punch bowl here. Uh, people are getting pretty upset about this. Now, I go out into Democrat communities regularly for a man on the street show and Democrat voters, hardened Democrat voters are like, what the hell are we doing in Ukraine? Like, what? look at these potholes on my street. Why are why Ukraine? I feel like it's a winner for Republicans. And I feel like the right messaging could really like could really put a shoulder into this because this is a huge potential vector of pain for Democrats to try and explain to their voters who life sucks in these Democrat cities that Ukraine deserves all the money and not their streets and not their cops. Uh, can you talk to me about what what would be the calculus for funding Ukraine? Could you actually get that stripped out? Um, could you actually save us from World War III here with a conservative speaker? Yeah, you, could, you, you might be able to, but here's our problem again. And I'm with you. I mean, I mentioned this on the floor yesterday. You, you've given $130 billion to Ukraine. Yeah, you will secure your own border. All those yes. things you just all the things you just said. So so but but here's what you've got. The Uniparty again, I keep bringing it back. Trump was right. The swamp is real. I didn't believe it. He and I came I, I came into office at the same time Trump did. 
I'd done work at the UN. I thought the UN was the most corrupt. I've told you this before. I thought the UN was the most corrupt institution in the world until I came to the United States Congress. And it's like, uh oh, hold our beer, you know. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. What what goes on here is this notion that the Uniparty is going to, they want control and power. The lobbyists there, they want control and power. People actually campaigned when I was running against McCarthy. People stood up on the in in conference and said, "It should be McCarthy because he raises far more money than anybody else." He's that's what they think is leadership, I guess. So when so when we start talking about can you rip, strip the Ukraine funding out, you got the Democrat uh, uh, war hawks and you got the neocons in the, the Republican Party, and they come together and they say, "Oh, as long as it takes, as much as it takes." And it's, we're just going to keep pouring money in there. You know what? How many how many DACA's on the Black Sea coast can can uh, Zelensky build? I mean, for mercy's sakes, it's 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 enough. It is enough. And um, so I introduced amendments to get uh, to bump it out. And they finally had to take it out. Marjorie Taylor Greene helped get it out. Gates helped get it out. Some of the same knuckleheads that 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 are pariahs in our party and apparently. We got out that funding and people were coming to me, but Andy, it's only 300 million. What's wrong with you, Andy? It's only 300 million. It's only 300 million, right? I get it. It doesn't even fill in the dot and the trillion dollar decimal point. I get all that, you know, but the bottom line is you've got to start thinking of America's citizens first. Yeah. You have to start taking care of them. So when to, that's a long way of, and a ranting type of way to say, Benny, we're fighting an uphill battle no matter who the speaker is. But but I tell you what, if you have the right speaker, the right speaker can go into those people and say, this is no longer acceptable. We gave them a bunch of money. We're not going into a forever war. We're pulling back out. We're done. Hmm. And, and that speaker would get the votes. But um, you have to have the courage. You have to have the communication. And you have to basically sit down with everybody. You can't just say, I'm going to sit down with my lieutenants who tell me I'm a, a wonderful and t sit down with the K Street lobbyists who are, by the way, are making money hand over fist in, in places like Ukraine. Yes. Um, so. I mean, we're learning more about that by the day. And uh, your fellow yeah. your fellow members of Congress who go and start lobbying shops, man, they're getting plum assignment. This, this oh money's going God. right back. This is just a bailout for D.C. This is a bailout for yeah. Washington. It has it's, nothing it, to do with it's, it's a money laundering type of cycle. Uh, and, and what happens is, and the Democrats have done this for years. They're great at this. And Republicans are not so great. So so um, we funnel money to these all these programs around, the, uh, whether it's social welfare, whatever. And um, those people then in turn take a portion of that money and fund it back into the uh, PACs and the, the election uh, arm of the Democrat Party. Uh, and then they just keep cycling back money. It's a money laundering scheme. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. nice to see. It's nice. It's nice to see somebody follow through. It's nice to see. Some, it's nice to see DC get a little, a little panicked, just a little bit. It, it's, it's wonderful to see. And we thank you for your part in that, uh, Congressman. And of course, we are with you in this fight and uh, and support you in all of your work, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone, follow Congressman Biggs please, on X, make sure that his voice is as powerful as it can possibly be. Uh, 772,000 uh, people cannot be wrong. Let's get him to a million. Godspeed, Congressman. Hey, thanks, Benny. Take care, man.
and gentlemen, how do we keep up the energy? You saw the sweet congressman there having a sippy sip of his coffee cup. A little hot this morning in Tampa, even though it's October. We got our blackout coffee right here in the studio with us. Blackout coffee is what I drink because it is the sweet nectar of conservative energy. You have to have the energy to fight the communists. Blackout coffee is a freedom-loving company. Their beans are brewed right here in Florida, and they give me the energy every morning. They also taste delicious. They taste so good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's because I think their secret ingredient, I don't have this confirmed, but their secret ingredient is a small sprinkling of lib tears. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use a coupon code Benny. 20% off your first order. Stop giving your money to people that hate you, especially during pumpkin spice latte season. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Click the link in the description and get a sprinkling of those lib tears, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. Jim Jordan has officially announced. And Jim Jordan has sent a letter. Let's go ahead and read it. We'll pop it up on screen. Uh, I have the letter here in front of me. Jim Jordan has sent a letter to his dear colleagues, the called the Dear Colleague Letter. Dear colleague, the American people have entrusted us to lead the House of Representatives. We have a majority and has had success for the first time in nine months, 118th Congress. We should be proud of what we have done together in these divided times. Our work is not done. Far left progressive policies destroying communities, our security, our future, and we have soaring crime across the country. We have an administration with open border policies that have caused chaos in our country, left us vulnerable. We've seen federal agencies turn on the American people, silencing people online. We've targeted they've targeted parents and school board meetings, flagging pro-life Catholics and potential threats. We've witnessed the blatant double standard of federal law enforcement. We continue to spend too much money, and America is suffering under President Biden's economy. Republican majority must continue to address these issues no matter uh, the, the these issues that matter to the American people. We must address rising crime in major cities and reflect a soft on crime, pro-criminal policies. We must get our official house in order and reduce spending so that we can leave more to the next generation than crushing deficit. We must do our constitutional oversight, federal bureaucracy, and ensure that they work for the American people, not the other way around. And we must continue working to secure the border and to protect our national security. We agreed at the beginning of the Congress that there would be three fundamental things that the House will do. Pass bills that need to be passed. Do the oversight and rein in spending. Working with Chairman Green and our leadership, I helped deliver the most significant legislative accomplishments this Congress, the strongest immigration border and enforcement bill ever. With our committee chairs and with the members of the Judiciary Committee, I am doing oversight of the administration and be holding them accountable. I have been among the leaders pushing the fiscal discipline my entire career, which he has. We are at a critical crossroads of this nation's history. Time for Republican conference to come together, keep our promises as Americans. Problems we face are challenging. They are not insurmountable. We can focus on challenge and improve this country and solutions. But no matter what we do, we must do it together as a conference. I respectfully ask for your support as Speaker, House of Representatives, Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, fresh off the presses, hot off the presses. You can see the, the signature is still wet on the paperwork Jim Jordan has announced for Speaker. What a time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. What a fascinating time to be alive. We are, uh, we are witnessing a breaking of the chains. While one party, it, it, which is utterly fascinating to me, the amount of toe-sucking that happened to the squad. Remember the squad? Remember how the squad was going to fight Pelosi? Remember how the squad was going to stand up and be rebels and be independent? What have they done? What have they done 
to fight institutional power among the Democrat Party. They won't even vote against funding Ukraine. They sent a single letter. Remember this? They sent a little letter saying, maybe we should spend the money in America and not Ukraine. And they got smashed so hard that they actually had to rescind their letter. They're such frauds. They're such Marxists. They're despicable. These people, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, they're ventriloquists, vaudevillian. They're just actors and actresses flailing their arms, pulling fire alarms. The theater kids pushed around by the jocks, pushed around by the mean girls, Pelosi, the people who are actually in charge, and then forced to march. And they do as they're told. It's wonderful to have critical thinking in Congress, and it's, we're going to need that. In the, the days and years ahead, we have fight major spiritual battles, ladies and gentlemen. These, these battles will require free thought, will require free speech, will require us to be broken of the programming. The programming, oh, yes, trillions of dollars in debt. That's a good thing. Yes, oh, yes. America being the tax cattle for a global oligarchy to fight their wars and to eradicate conservatives and Christians – to replace populations, to make the world serfs and slaves to a new fascism, Whew. man, we're going to need some free thinking. We're going to need some critical thinking. We're going to need to actually consider the time that we're in and know what time it is. So it's wonderful to see the old systems being broken. It is why I take uh, particular joy watching Fox News being trolled Last night, of course, there was a lot going on last night, but Fox News that was trolled by a uh, commentator, Mark Dice, live on air, uh, who said that he was playing – his name was Tyrone and he was playing poker and he trolled him over what they did to Tucker Carlson, which was just, just absolutely splendid watch. We've got Tyrone on the phone with us now. Tyrone, when you say poker game, what exactly happened? What transpired? Well, first we were watching, we all get together every Tuesday night, and we watch Tucker Carlson's show on X. We used to watch him on Fox News. Obviously, he's not there no more. Mm -hmm. And still being the most credible guy in the media in America, we always get together to watch Tucker Carlson. And I think he's doing probably better now that he's not with Fox News because the corporate media always controls what yeah. the teleprompter readers are able to say. And now that he doesn't Thank have you, that hand, Thank you, Tyrone. Thank you, Tyrone. Maybe we can work to get Don back on the phone, Tracy. We can get that. <laughs> Clearly, that was not a student at Morgan State University. Uh <laughs> Come on. Ty Tyrone. <laughs> he was playing poker and watching Tucker Carlson on X because it's better than getting the scripts from the corporate media. It is. It is. It is wonderful to be free. It is wonderful to be liberated. It is wonderful to be able to go live at all hours and at any time that there is breaking news. And we will deliver that for you. That is why we ask you humbly, please keep us independent. Please join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade is the fastest growing, most exclusive membership club on the internet. It helps support us. It is also the cheapest. Uh, I, I know that everyone has uh, fiscal challenges right now. And if you don't have five bucks a month, then no stress. This show will still be free to you. But if you wish to support the work that we're doing here, because we do not have overlords and we do not have the uh, somebody running a teleprompter in front of me or puppet strings to pull, support McCarthy, support McCarthy, support 
you know, the war in Ukraine. The reason why you can hear this is because we are independent and you help keep us independent by signing up for the Benny Brigade. You can do that at BennyJohnson.com slash brigade to keep us independent. And if you sign up today, you will, of course, get the official Benny Brigade keychain made with American hands and American leather with the Benny Brigade logo on the back, the salty tank driving us directly into battle every single day. The Salty Army, the Benny Brigade, ladies and gentlemen, help keep us free and independent by joining today. As ever, we will leave you with a Bible verse, our verse of the day from Romans. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. There is evil in our society right now. It is obvious and evident. I mean, it is demonstrable. We are fighting a spiritual battle, not a political battle. It really isn't about Biden or Trump. It's not about red or blue or what your stripes are. It is absolutely about the forces, the demonic forces of evil moving in this world to corrupt this, the greatest nation that God has ever created on earth, America, a nation with a proper founding and with true principles, and we must return to them. And ladies and gentlemen, the verse of the day helps set our North Star and guide us. And we say, march onward. Do not be overcome with evil. Overcome evil with good. I hope you have a good day. Be upstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.